0: In this video, we're gonna be talking all about our favorite part of the day, which is family portraits. Hi there, Catherine Gidry here, and thank you so much for joining me again today for more value-based photography content. Although we're gonna be talking about family photography today, if you're interested in understanding how to determine your base price, be sure to download that in the links below. Okay, let's dive in. We all know that family portraits can be a little bit intimidating as the photographer. There's big groups of people, there's family dynamics, and ultimately everyone's looking at you to figure out what they need to do, where they need to go, and how they can look their absolute best. So in this lesson, I hope that you can take away some good valuable nuggets to help you better your family sessions next time you are photographing a wedding. The first thing I suggest that you do when you're photographing family formals is go in and say hi. Introduce yourself as the photographer, give them your name, and let them know that you're gonna keep things brief and organized so that they know what to expect. Also, it's nice for you to create a little bit of rapport with them so that while you're photographing them, they don't feel like a stranger is just bossing them around. I want you to think about these two different scenarios when I give you tip number two. The first one is whenever I say, excuse me, lady in the red, do you mind moving a little bit over to the left? Or if I say, excuse me, Caroline, would you moving a little bit closer to Abby? Do you hear the difference there? Learning people's names is huge. It's a very small thing that you can do to make a big impact. So, in addition to getting their names on the timeline before the wedding, refresh yourself about the names on the timeline in advance, and when you get there, put a face to the name so that you can give people specific, name-oriented directions to help them figure out where they need to go while they're getting their photos taken. One of the most difficult parts of photographing the family portraits is knowing how to handle different family dynamics. Sometimes there's divorce or death or sensitive topics when you're photographing families. And so it's very, very important before the wedding to get this information in advance. Specifically, I asked the client during our final call, which takes place, by the way, about one to two weeks before the wedding, so it's nice and refreshed in my brain. But in that meeting, I am asking them, is there any divorce that I need to know about? Um, can you please talk to me a little bit about the family dynamic? Um, does everyone get along? Is there any death in the family? Anything that I need to know about that will help me handle those sensitive situations. By knowing that information, I can approach the family dynamics not only with confidence, but with certainty that I am putting people in photos that make sense. So in addition to having those conversations, the next tip that I'm going to give you is to make sure that you have every single family photo portrait written down by first name on their timeline with in parentheses who they are and who they are in relationship to the client. So for example, if I'm photographing the bride's mom's family, if her mom and dad are divorced, for example, I'm going to put bride and groom and Caroline, um, John and Joe. Okay. Those are the people in the family. And then in parentheses, I'll put bride's mom's family. And then next I'll put bride and groom and Mark, Peter, and Beth. That is the bride's dad's family. And in parentheses, I will put bride's dad's family. So I strongly encourage you to get first names and then just as a reminder to yourself, put who they are in parentheses so that the day of the wedding, you're not stumbling over who's who. You have it written down. Plus by that point, you will have already introduced yourself and you'll have already gotten a little bit familiar with who they are. So you may be able to then associate the names on paper with the names in person. This makes a tremendous difference and I promise you will leave you feeling much more confident when dealing with some not as comfortable family dynamics. am posing the family I typically will place the mother of the client if she is present or the father of the client if he is present closest to the couple and then siblings on the outsides if it's a photo with say just the parents I'll split them on either side of the bride and groom But if it's the parents and the siblings and they're still married, I'll put the parents together on the side of the person in the couple who is their son or daughter. So in other words, if it's the bride's parents, the bride's family, I'll put the bride's parents next to the bride and then I'll put the bride's siblings next to her significant other. If you want to see what that looks like, just take a look at the photos that are popping up as I'm talking about that so you can see an example of what I mean there. This is more of a posing tip. If you're photographing the groom specifically, and he's wearing a jacket with a button, you want to have him either pick a side and turn towards someone who's next to him and put his hand down so that it doesn't pull his jacket. Or if he's front facing and he wants to put his arms around, say for example, two siblings, have him unbutton his jacket and then put his arms around them so it's not pulling on the jacket. However, oftentimes when it is, say for example, two siblings, I'll have him put his hand by his side and pick one way or the other. It doesn't matter which sibling. I tell him he's not picking a favorite. I just want him to look his absolute best in the photo. Speaking of looking their best, you wanna make sure that every person in the family looks their absolute best. That means I want you to be unafraid to step in and fix their hair or adjust their boutonniere or even give them a little bit of posing guidance. For example, I always like to tell the females to bend the leg that's closest to the camera and lean in a little bit. And while I'm taking their portraits, if I find that they're leaning back and they look really stiff, I'll say, bend their leg closest to the camera and lean in. Those are little nuances that make them feel like you're looking out for them and then ultimately it does make a better final product in the image. In regards to height, I do not take that into consideration when I'm posing a wedding party or a family. To me, height is height, it's a natural part of who we are, and I do not allow that to determine where someone is positioned in the photo. If anything, I am looking at the relationship to the client in the image. So if, for example, I'm photographing a wedding party and they're closer to their sister-in-law than one of their friends, then regardless of whether their sister-in-law is very short or very tall, I'm gonna position her closer Closest to the bride. I personally feel like singling out people based on physical attributes can feel yucky to that person and also bring attention to something that may maybe they're self-conscious about. So I would strongly advise you to stay away from positioning people based on height. The only time that I will reposition people in the image based on Height, for example, is if I truly cannot see them. And they could be very tall and I can't see them based on where they're standing. But ultimately, when I don't see someone well in the photo, I will step in and reposition them, bring them to the front or move them around in order to see their face. But I never create a V based on height, either direction or anything of that nature. Um, I just let the image be very organic and based on actual relationship to the client. When you're photographing family and or wedding party, I advise you to photograph both horizontal and vertical versions of the image, also a close up and a full length. You never really know what the client's preferences are. Some people prefer a close up, some people prefer to see the whole outfit. And so you want to have those options available to them because a lot of times it's hard to produce a virtual copy of, say, a wide shot when you only have the close up photo. Once you have the bases covered, in other words, everyone's smiling and looking at the camera, you can get creative, have them lean in, have them laughing, maybe you loosen up their hand positioning or the way that they're standing, but you wanna always make sure you cover your bases first and then get creative after that. A lot of times when I'm trying to get creative or give a little bit of variety, I'll have them do something, whether it be walking or helping the bride fluff her dress, something that kind of gives it a little bit of motion, but don't overdo it. The last tip that I'm gonna give you is to give what you need in regards to the formal portraits and then allow them to get back to having fun and actually enjoying their day with the people that they love. I am a firm believer in the importance of strong portraiture and timeless imagery. However, I'm also a firm believer that at the end of the day, good images are a reflection of a good time and we want our clients enjoying their wedding. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you found this information helpful. If you have any questions, be sure to leave them in the comments below. And if you'd like to chat one-on-one, maybe consider joining our membership, the Pro Photo Society. It's open twice a year and you can get more information at the link below. Thank you so much and happy shooting. Bye.